Welcome to another edition of the Lakers Locker Room. I'm your host, Tejan Graham. And at the time of this recording, you know, the 22-23 season is officially closed for most of the teams. We still have the women's hockey team to shout out to the women's hockey team who just clinched Nashes for the second straight year. So they'll be heading to Quebec very, very soon. So gotta stay tuned for that. A lot of more stuff's coming through. You know, at the time, we have a lot of people coming through the podcast throughout the rest of the season. A lot of different athletes, newcomers. So you're gonna hear a lot of different voices throughout the rest of the season of the Lakers Locker Room. Today on this episode, I have a very special guest. You know, he's a newcomer on the men's volleyball team. And actually, I didn't even notice until I researched this last night. The man's actually a national champion. 2022 national champion for CCAA, the Camel Sun College, man. I got Jacob Ringway here. Jacob, how you doing today, bro? <laughs> good, man. It's good to be here. Never been on a podcast before, so it's kind of kind of weird, but new. And thanks for having me. Nah, no doubt, man. So let's get right into it. So... Like I said, the 22-23 season is over for a lot of teams, including you and I. Um, first of all, how is your body feeling, man? It's it's uh it's a little beat up, but it's <laughs> it's not as bad as it's it's been in the past. I think this year I I learned a lot of like load management, and I think I I did well. But it's like the end, end of season stiffness, as oh. we like talked about, it hits you. <laughs> what part hurts you the most? Uh probably my my knees. Like they're just gone. They don't want to. They don't want to perform the way that I want them to. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, right now I told you, like I said, my knee, my knee is gone right now. My tibia hurts. I I cramped my sleep last night, so I feel it with the, with the pain. But honestly, though, since the season's done, obviously we have a lot more time on our hands. How have you been able to adjust to now? No, no practice every day, like road trips. Like, how has that transition been like? It's actually been pretty weird. Like. I think it's been it's been harder to do school like the first the first week off practice was pretty pretty tough because I had so much time I didn't know what to do with it and then now I'm like set I'm settling into more of a, a pattern and like scheduling my days to do to do work and then go to the gym and then do some more work but I'm enjoying it but I, I miss being able to practice and compete with the guys every night I was really just about to ask like do you saw like the itch of like you know the season kind of like because people don't understand like I feel like when you're in it like a lot of times <clears> athletes just like sometimes because sometimes you don't want to go to practice like oh like but then when it's done you really like, you kind of get that itch to want to go back so just about to ask like would you say you kind of still have that itch to kind of want to play again and kind of want to compete at a high level again yeah for sure like we I, I definitely felt like burnt out towards the end of the season like it was a long season and I mean I think I did pretty well staying with it but I miss competing and that's always what I, I love is competing so I I volleyball is like it's a long season so it's the co- the competition i miss more than the volleyball and competing with the guys every night and that's that's what i love and that's what makes me want to keep going yeah like i said this is was this was your first year i never saying you know you previously spent your first two years of the collegiate level at Camelstone college in bc where you won a national championship last year before i even get all to that actually i need to know what does winning a national championship feel like um it it actually f- feels a little weird it was really it it was i've actually i've won i won two national championships okay te- excuse technically me. excuse me <laughs> but one of them was was with team bc and both of them were like it, it takes a while to sink in like you win the game and you're like it's more like relief at first and like the pressure and the intensity and the adrenaline is like settling and then after when you're in like the ceremony the me- you're getting your medals it kind of starts to sink in and for me it was when i 
like my parents flew out to Quebec last year to watch. Yeah. So oh, when so I, Quebec last year, okay. Yeah. So when I was able to like go talk to them and give them a hug after the game is when it really like sunk in and I was like, our season's over. We won a national championship to end our season mm. and it was kind of surreal. It was, it was pretty fun. Wow. Like what's your, what's your favorite memories from like last season? Just like the whole process. Like I said, there's so many memories you can make, you know, on a special run like that. So what was your personal favorite memory from last season winning a national championship? Um, probably like playing with a bunch of older guys and like I learned a lot there and I had a really experienced coach who is now retired but he's like pretty well renowned um, in volleyball and I don't know like playing with the guys winning and kind of just making like myself known from a small town in college and then yeah like being able to transfer here, I think that's probably my highlight, nationals and provincials last year. Nice. You know, a lot of people that don't know about you, but person me getting to know you, like you said, you're from Terrace, BC, so obviously pretty northwest of BC. You said like it's a pretty far away from Vancouver. Just kind of what did it mean to kind of for you personally to be able to put like a small city on the map? You know, like a lot of times people who are from small cities really don't have a lot of opportunities or they really a lot of spotlight to be seen. So for you to be on that stage and to win it and to really put, like you said, a small city on the map, like what did that mean to you personally? Um, I don't know how to put that into words because there's a lot of athletes that have come out of Terrace for how big it actually is like there I think in my high school there were 60 people mm-hmm. and out of like the three grades above me there were four people that went to play volleyball in college and were pretty successful and we have a few we have an Olympian in men's volleyball from Terrace or, and so just like growing up there's a athletics community and it it was always a goal to get out of Terrace. That was like the dream for everyone was to come from a small town and go play post-secondary sport. Right. And like that was my goal from when I started playing sports before I even knew volleyball was my best sport. Yeah. So growing up, did you what other sports did you play other than just volleyball? Um, I played soccer okay. for the Same. longest time. Okay. I played basketball in high school. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that jumper's still nice or no? It's it's okay. <laughs> no one should have seen me in my practical last week. I was, <laughs> was cooking up some kids. Okay, excuse me, my bad, my bad. <laughs> uh, I think that, that was the only competitive sports I played, but I, I would play anything that I could get my hands on and anything that was competitive with my friends, especially in PE. Like yep. Those pickleball games got pretty heated, I won't lie. Yep. <laughs> but anything yeah so when did you know that okay this volleyball is the sport I want to focus on this is where I really want to do in terms of post-secondary how old what, what, what was the situation or how old were you when you just made that decision I think it was the end of my grade nine year okay. um which is I think it's pretty early for some people but up until that point I'd been I played soccer and soccer was like my favorite sport and then I had a lot of knee problems from soccer and like running i hated running <laughs> so i was like volleyball is nice because all you have to do is jump and yeah, you know you, you run. Sure can have that mindset playing basketball because you all you have all you have to do is run <laughs> yeah <exactly>. especially <laughs> soccer so <laughs> yeah but i think it was 
also do because a lot of my peers played volleyball and yeah. a lot of their older siblings played volleyball and my dad coached volleyball and still does in high school um so i think it was more influence of my peers and my family okay and so i think that's what it was nice so you played two years like i said at campus and college like you won the championship uh, last year so how did it like, did you always know you wanted to go to youth sports? Like, how did that whole situation come about to even look to move on from Camus and try to get to a university? Yeah, my my goal was always to play youth sport. And coming out of Terrace, I, I thought thought it was going to be hard to play, to get an offer in a youth sports school that I wanted to go to. So I wanted to go college because it was, I think it fit my playing style and my... Um, experience level a little bit better right what what's but before we continue what school did you want to go to like at the esports level like on your like which schools are on your wish list my my wish list um probably ubc okay um no trinity western no obviously everyone has a dream of playing at trinity western <laughs> but it was i was more interested in ubc and u of a oh, okay than, okay than anything I never really pursued either of those but I just those were like my dream and then once I got to college I was like it was OUA league looks pretty nice like Ontario, <laughs> I kind of want to experience Ontario so I okay. I looked into that a little more yeah it was nice because I was just about to say because I was just about to ask like did you ever experience think about going east because you've been a west coast kid your whole life so going east is a whole new ball game so so how did the how did it come about for Nipissing and Coach Young how did that whole recruitment process come about um this is actually, I, I think this story is kind of funny. Okay. So last year when I was at Camosun, I had a teammate that played, he's a year older than me. So before COVID year, he played at York. Okay. And then when COVID happened, he took a year off and he was in Victoria. So I hung out with him a bunch and then he was on our team last year. And he like talked about the OUA a bunch and like kind of got me on like that I would be a good fit in the OUA. Mm -hmm. So I was like looking at OUA teams. I emailed like York and U of T and Ryerson. Mm -hmm. And then it was the weekend that York came to Nipissing. Okay. And I saw this this TikTok. I'm, I think maybe you've seen it. I, I, maybe I don't need to tell what TikTok. Okay. <laughs> but I, I saw that TikTok and I was like, I thought it was kind of funny because I wanted to go to York yeah. and then I was like maybe Nipissing is a is a good option like clearly they're ballers like <laughs> they got good guys and I've heard really good things about the program yeah. like when I looked into it and about the coach and yeah. then so I emailed Younger and he got back to me really quick and I think from when I emailed him to when I signed I think it was just over a week a week and a half and I I thought it was a pretty easy decision yeah. and I'm very happy with it. Yeah, because one thing, too, that I'm, I'm putting the piece together, I remember you talked about kind of the fact that you had a lot of experience winning a national championship. Now, everyone knows that Coach Young obviously won a national championship when Nipissing was a college back in 2013. Would you say that, in a way, that kind of attracted him to recruiting because you have had that experience of what it takes to win at the highest level and that you could probably bring that to the team? I think I think that was part of it. I think that was part of why he was uh, excited to have me um, and, want, and likes me on this team. But I think... Like I emailed him first, but that was one of the things he did. He did talk about, yeah. and he was like, 
I think that's good that you have experience and I hope that you can, you can bring that. And I hope that I, I do. And I hope that I can keep bringing that experience to our team. Exactly. You know, a lot of times when people, cause I've had one of my teammates had on first semester, Mukhtar, who's obviously graduating this year. He spent same thing, two years at Olds College in Alberta. And then he came to the OUA. So he definitely talked about that kind of transition period. Now I want to, I was looking, when I was looking up about your last in terms of research, I, I saw the, um, the article that obviously Nipissi wrote when you first came here. I kind of want to read something that you said. He said, I would describe myself as a high-jumping, athletic, but undersized player. I also have a good amount of strength and muscle to make up for my lack of height. I think I would have a good mind for the sport and I love the process of working to achieve winning. So now that obviously the season has passed, and obviously when you look back at that statement I just read, how would you say you lived up to what you said going into the season, kind of how it ended now? I think I... I could have done a better job holding my athleticism. Like I okay. think that for, I think that petered off, but I think that's very objective, by the way. That's, that's a very objective thing. <laughs> I, I think that's that's something I see in the way that I I, I uh, value my performance and and things like that. Look like looking back, but I think everything else I did fairly well with. Like I love the work that I can put in and seeing progress, and I love seeing the progress that I've made with my team and the the progress that my team made this year yeah. I think there's ups and downs but I think overall it's it's good to see how we we've grown together nice so obviously like for basketball like when when Mozart talked about he talked about like obviously the speed of the game was different from college to to near in the case of Bobo what would, what would you say was the biggest difference in the game from the college level to um, like the university level like what was what would you say was the biggest difference for you I think it's technically I th I think technically we're a lot more sound like our game planning and just like the little things that'll get you maybe a point a game it's it's a lot more um like looked at here we didn't really do much of that in the pack west um and i think there's there's more of a well-rounded um team and teams in the oua yeah like you don't have a one one man show and if you do, it's not as um, successful as it is in the college level. Yeah. So who was your who was the first game you guys played this year? Uh, first game was against Guelph this year. Well, how would you describe your first game in the OUA? Um, I barely remember that. That was a long time ago. <laughs> I was. I remember I was sick. Our whole team was sick. Oh, and we, I was my, it was my first game playing right side and I never played right side oh, in, okay. in my life. So it was a new, what's your, what's your natural position? Left side. Okay. Um, so it was a new position. It was a new team. It's a new league. It's a new gym, new atmosphere. Like there's a lot of new things going on. Yeah. And I was kind of just trying to soak up the experience and enjoy it and then kind of learn from, from that and. I think it it went up from there for sure, but yeah, I didn't know. Experience. Let's talk about it for a second. So you always were left side, now you played right side. What was so? How did that even come about for a coach and say, you know what? I think you should probably play this position. Like, how did how did that conversation come? Like, what was it that made the switch? I think there's a, a few factors. I think um, one is because I I just want to do whatever I can to help the team win, and even if it's trying to hop out of my comfort zone a little bit. I, I really want to do that. Um, I also, there was 
obviously Jackson's P1, like he's going to be our right. left side. He's always going to be on the court. Right, right. And then me and Tyrus were kind of competing for that P2 position, mm-hmm. which I really enjoyed. And I, I loved the way that we pushed each other. And then Tayden, who's our a first year right side. Right. And uh, he was pretty solid preseason. He was doing really well. And then he rolled his ankle pretty badly. I think it was three weeks before Guelph, two or three weeks before Guelph. So then we didn't have a right side. So I was like, yeah, I I could try. Yeah. Um, And then from there, that's kind of just how it happened. It was it was a weird transition. It wasn't one I was expecting to make, but it was one I I did my best to do, especially because I'm not probably naturally suited to that position. Right. But I did I did what I could and I. I enjoyed it. Nice. You know, a lot of times when people talk about team, you know, there's a lot of things that go towards a successful team. One knows how to be sacrificed. Um, would you say you, being open to taking that role, would you say that may have set a tone for a team in terms of being able to sacrifice? Because a lot of times, I feel like the difference between a, a good team and a bad team is just simply sacrificing, just being able to say, hey, I might not be comfortable with this position, but if, it, if that's what it takes the team to win, then I'll do it. Would you say that may, that may have set a tone in a good way for the team to be able to sacrifice for one another and do whatever it takes to win? Um... I think it, it should have done, it should have. Um, I think personally I could have done a better job at that. Like I think it, I I think I could have played a better role on our team this year and in terms of like uh, emotional stability mm-hmm. and kind of like the little things. Cause like we have other guys on our team like Jackson and Jaron Trent that can perform at the net and our big presences. Right. And then we got Josh Setting, who's probably, I think, the best setter in the OUA. And, like... Shout out to my guy Josh, by the way. Shout out Josh. Yeah, shout out Josh. <laughs> um, and then we got good defenders. So I think, like, just learning learning roles, I think, is, is a big thing. And it's something that I think I need to work on. It's something that I look forward to being able to work, keep working on for the next three years yeah yeah you talked about this now too and honestly like the thing about sports like you said it's so emotional like there's so many ups and so many ups and downs um just basically like i said i'm really appreciate the fact that you're being very objective because i think it makes it easier to have these type of conversations right because i feel like with these conversations people need to know like this is kind of what happens in the life of athlete because people just see like we talked about in the episode before but like people just see okay you go on the court like basketball court volleyball court hockey rig like they just see oh there's a team. But people don't understand that there's so many things that go into what happens before. Like, it could be a bad practice, it could be an emotional breakdown, whatever, whatever. So based off what you've gone through this year, what would you say is something that you've learned in terms of how to deal with emotions better that you could take if you go into next year and the years after that? I think taking time to, like, digest what people say. And I that's something I, I really struggle with. Right. But it's something I'm trying to, trying to improve at. And... I think that's a very important thing, especially when you're trying to improve and trying to improve as a team. I think being able to to talk to people in in that way and re- receive that kind of talk back is is important to um, bonding and performing as a team and just getting better on the court. Yeah. Like what you've been hearing so far. 
Make sure to follow us on IG at Lakers Locker Room and subscribe to our YouTube channel while you're at it, where you can find clips of all our episodes and video content associated with the podcast. Part two of the Lakers Locker Room starts now. Even this year, obviously, like I said, the volleyball team, I've obviously known her for four years. You guys are obviously a pretty cool, pretty chill group. What has been your favorite part about, you know, the locker room experience and just in terms of building bonds with these guys? Like I said, you came here, you're a new guy. Like, what was your favorite part about that process of building friendships and building relationships with your teammates this year? I think the the separation of on-court and off-court. Like, how on-court we're going to be super competitive and, like, just go at it and then and still have like still enjoy it and then off court we can be our like have fun in a more chill way and kind of like goof off like 20 to 24 year old guys do (laughs) how old are you by the way i am 20 okay you just turned 20 you're gonna be 21 this year i mean 21 this year okay okay so i'll be 23 okay Not, not bad not bad. So, obviously, like I said, you guys went through a long year. You guys made the playoffs again. Um, talk to you about that U of T game because, unfortunately, even though I was there for reading, obviously I couldn't go, but I was looking at the sets, and that game was very, 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 very close. So, you guys won the first set, and every, I think every set you lost after that was, like, with the two points, if I'm not mistaken, two or three points. So, kind of talk to me about that playoff game, like, kind of what happened. Um, yeah, that was a, it, was a, it was a close game. I don't think anyone on our team would say that we performed like we hoped we would or expected that we would um so I think it was a little disappointing to lose but I think I think it was it was a good experience I mean it was my first playoff game in the OUA yeah um personally I would love to have that game back and like be able to redeem myself in a way Mm -hmm. um especially like redeem myself for my teammates in a way like kind of be there for them but I think it was it is what it is but it's tough to end your season like that I know but it is was because I felt the same last year last year I didn't play in our playoff game last year so like it was sucked for me because I had this whole intent to kind of come back and try to be better and hopefully making the playoff push unfortunately we didn't make the playoffs so I definitely sympathize with you on that but I will say though at least it gives us something to work towards for next year because a lot of times you know a lot of we're internally motivated right like sometimes there has there's other factors that motivate us but I think the fact too that things like this happen just put things into perspective is okay like didn't work out for us okay what can we do to reflect how can I get better and then just get back in the summer and work and then get ready for next year but um but so basically like I said the season's done now um what are your goals? What is what is your approach now to the offseason now? Now that you've played your first year, like um, obviously you're probably gonna have year meetings, you're probably gonna hear feedback, but as of right now, in terms of just before anything happens, like what how do you think you're gonna approach the offseason in terms of your first year and always done? I need to get better for next year. Like how what's your approach looking like right now? Um definitely taking time off volleyball once we're done. Um I think that's important to kind of get a reset from from that sport. I I want to play other sports. So I want to try and get into soccer when I get back home, play a bunch of pickup basketball and just like stay active and hit the gym, kind of just make sure I stay in shape and kind of progress through my, my off season um, and prepare my body for next year. And I think I learned a lot in that area. So doing that better and finding, um, like you said, like internal motivation, I, I think that's the most important thing of an off season is finding that because that's the most consistent version of 
motivation yeah. is what you can give yourself. And I think it's the healthiest because it's, it's hard to always rely on external motivation. Yeah. But exactly. Um, another thing that people don't realize too a lot is the fact that we're student athletes, but a lot of times people focus on the athlete, not the student. So we still have to go to classes. We still have to do all these things. How was your adjustment? Obviously, college is obviously different from university in terms of obviously the class schedules and obviously maybe, but what was your personal experience in terms of adjusting to how to do classes and like all the stuff you have to do with the team? Like, what was that adjustment period like for you? Because I know for some people who go from college to youth sports, it's a big adjustment, but how did you transition into that kind of world of being a youth sports student athlete? I think I did a pretty good job. I mean, I think I could have done a better job, but I also, it was helpful because our, our team is, that's a very big focus on our team. Mm -hmm. Like at, at the beginning of the year, I think 60% of our team had the goal of being an academic all Canadian, mm -hmm. which is pretty high. I, I think we're just shy of that, or we might be just shy of that. Yeah. But I think having teammates that kind of set the standard for class and school right. and have that as your priority is really important for the younger guys coming in to see that and realize that you're a, a student first and then you're an athlete not an athlete student yeah and honestly too like just what you said like the volleyball team has always been pretty good in terms of having a lot of academic all canadians like it's been pretty consistent so it's definitely a testament to the leadership um so how many years do you have, you have left at dipsy two i have three more years left here three okay so basically my kind of my final question before we get to quicker is basically like i said the season's done you have a few more years left when it's all said and done you look back at your career what do you want it to look like I want I want to um, be able to look back and kind of see how I progressed as um, a student, as a athlete, as as a person, as a teammate, and I think um, I want to be able to take away lessons I learn on the court and apply them to my life. I think that is the the biggest takeaway, and I think the thing that people take for granted about being able to play varsity level sports is those experiences and how you can translate them into your life. Yeah, I agree because people, there's so many lessons that sports can teach you that um, can you relate to life. Maybe even ask answers right now, like kind of up to this point, what's the biggest lesson that sports has taught you that you currently use to your life as of right now? Um, that's a tough one. I mean, obviously handling, handling losing, um, being, um, like obviously that's like handling tough times in life. Um, but also, um, being, uh, more mature, like person on the court. That's something that I've always wanted to improve at. And I know I can always improve at, right. but that's, that's something I think is very important because if I can manage and if I can learn to be, that person on the court in that competitive environment I don't think there's anything more um, like stressful or um, adrenaline um, prone than being on a court and if I can handle that on the court I think I there's I can handle that in life anywhere well, I really appreciate that. And like I said, I really appreciate the fact what sports can do because it teaches you so much about life. And you know another thing, too, that people don't realize, too, and we talked about another episode, but, like, I feel like a lot of times, even workplaces in the future, like, love 
like athletes when they see we're athletes because because sports teach us so much about discipline like we have to act a certain way I feel like it also translates to the workplace like would you agree yes I, I definitely agree um the discipline part is a is a big thing and time management as yep. as an athlete like we're we're busy people like having sports in the evening when I used to would like I would have been doing homework at that time right and then getting home from practice and you're exhausted and either you got to grind out a paper or yep. go to sleep and get up and squeeze it out the next day yep. like or, or something like pulling all-nighter yeah pulling all-nighters have done that yeah it's we all have <laughs> yeah it's tough but sometimes you just got to grind it out yeah wait what's the long wait what's the crazy all-nighter you have like what's like the glaze you actually finish the assignment uh I've been I've been pretty good with handing in my assignments on time. Yeah. I think my my first year at Camosun, I had an anatomy midterm or I had I had a, a biology midterm I think it was and I stayed up until like 3 or 4 in the morning like yeah. studying. I had yeah. like two Red Bulls and I think I got a 60. So I was like clearly that doesn't work. <laughs> I got to do something better. Yeah. No, I, I can relate because I remember my first year I never seen like I was so bad with time management that like I was terrible. So same thing. I think it was for a geography exam. Same thing. Yeah, I think I went up to like, here's what I did. We had practice. My first year here, we had a lot of late night practices. So I think because um, every every team felt bad for because everyone knew that like, we had late night practices. I think most of our practices would either end at 1030 or 11. So, yeah, especially like Monday nights. My first year was like, I think like 9 to 11. So a lot of times we were getting home like midnight. So I remember there was one time I had a geography, uh, I think, exam or midterm it was. And I remember I texted my roommate and said, listen, I need you to put out the coffee maker because I'm going to need coffee coming up all night. I literally stayed up until 3 in the morning, slept for two hours, woke up at 6 to try to finish studying. And same thing, results did not go well. So time management, anyone listening to podcasts, please manage your time. You need yes. to manage your time. There's people at the university here that can actually help you manage your time. So look into that. Jacob, Jacob's a testament. I'm a testament. Manage your time. <laughs> you need to, especially if you're a student athlete. Like it's the most important thing. Otherwise, you'll succumb to the pressure. Yeah. Get your sleep. Exactly. Get your sleep too, because your body will be destroyed. But thank you, but Jacob, man, this has been a great episode. It's been really fun to get to know you and just kind of learn more about you. Um, but now we're getting to the quick hitters. So this is a fun part. So I'm gonna ask you a question. And you have to kind of answer as fast as possible. Don't worry. I know you might be a little nervous. It's, it's fun questions. You're not going to get too stumped, I don't think. But <laughs> let's see how you do. But uh, you ready? Yeah. All right. First first question. I'm going to switch it up a bit. Okay. Okay. Who is your go-to artist on a workout? On a workout? Oh, that's a tough one. I don't think I have a go-to artist during a workout. I like actually... I actually don't mind listening to some classical music. Hate me if you want, but Symphony Number no. Five—it's my pregame song. I listen to it every game. You should meet our teammate DeAndre. DeAndre loves to listen to jazz before. Yeah, you should actually. You know DeAndre? On it? Do you know DeAndre? No. Yeah, I know DeAndre. Yeah, it's you, DeAndre's the exact same way. So you guys could be <laughs> good friends. Uh, question number two: you, A current artist or song you have on repeat right now? Repeat. Oh. A lot of music questions. I'm not a big music guy. I'm not very knowledgeable. Really? But I'll say I like I like country. I like I don't okay. mind. Yeah, you really fit North Bay. Guilty pleasure. <laughs> you fit into North Bay perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> you fit into North Bay perfectly. <laughs> Small town things. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh man. So that means you heard. The, that means you must have heard the recent Morgan Wallen album, haven't you? Oh yeah, I've been hearing it. I haven't played it, but I think I've 
heard the whole album from everybody else that's been listening <laughs> to it. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! You know what? You know what I said because recently there was a country night at the Fox, and I tell people come from Toronto, so um, there's something called Carabana. So basically, like, it's a Caribbean like fest they do every year. It's really big. So basically, what I said here, the analogy I gave us, Country Fox in North Bay is equivalent to Carabana in Toronto. It's undefeated. Like, everyone's going to go to Country Fox at North Bay. Everyone's going to Carabana in Toronto. So that's <laughs> that's a funny one. Uh, next question. Uh, ooh, who's your favorite athlete? My favorite athlete? Oh, that's a tough one. I, I got to look, look at... Uh, Kobe Bryant, probably, RIP. or Michael Jordan. R.I.P. Man. R.I.P. Man. R.I.P. Kobe Man. The work ethic. Love the work Not ethic. Like, you know what I'm telling me, man. I was the biggest Kobe fan growing up. I actually used to wear number eight until I was 14 because of Kobe. But I fell in love when he had the afro. So, uh, next question: The what's the last show you binge watched? Oh, last show that I binge watched. Um, I think it was. I think it was The Boys. I think okay. I watched that when I was in camp during the summer, and okay. that was it. I, I like that show. It's a little intense, but it okay. was good. Uh, next question. What is a good one? If you could spend a day with someone dead or alive, who would it be? I, I got to say Michael Jordan or Kyrie Irving. I'd love to see you go, wow. go through Kyrie Irving's head. Wow. <laughs> That's, I would not expect you to say Kyrie <laughs> He, he's interesting. He is something else. He's, I don't know if he's just like, he just wanted another rant, but that's a that's another story. <laughs> okay, this was a personal one for me, so let's, let's see where you go with this. Do you like pineapple and pizza? No. Ah! Oh, my gosh. Damn. Okay, I probably lose this one, too. Milk before cereal or cereal before milk? If you put your milk in before the cereal, I think there's... There's something a little off though, you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Alright. Uh the next question. <laughs> What's a song that you would never forget the lyrics to? Piano man. Wow. Okay. Oh, one. oh yeah. If you have to stay on a deserted island, what three things are you taking with you? Um probably my big jug of water. Okay. Um uh big umbrella. Okay. And some weights. <laughs> uh, oh, this one's a good one. Okay, what's one skill you wish you were good at? I gotta say singing. I think it'd be same. awesome to have a good voice, but that, I do same, not. <laughs> same. That's 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 honestly the number one answer. Yeah, no I, question. I believe it. No question. I'm with you singing. Final question. This is an introspective one. So, if you had a time machine, would you rather go back in time to redo something in your past or go to the future to get a peek of what you'll become? I would go into the future. I, I would be. I'm curious to see what I'm like in 15 years, <laughs> and then probably use that as motivation. That's, that's true. Hey, they always say anything from your past can change your future. So it's kind of weird to. I don't. I don't want to see if I touch the past because everything in the past kind of made you who you are. So exactly. I, I don't think there's anything I would regret in the past. I just learned. It's just a lesson. It's, that's a good way to end it <laughs> but that's all the time we have so jacob man i really appreciated you coming on this podcast man it's your first podcast so you did pretty good i like i like that <laughs> I'll, I'll take that feedback uh <laughs> i really enjoyed being on this podcast so thanks for having me it no, was no. a great experience no nah, no question like i said it's gonna be cool like i said i got one more year here so I'll definitely get to watch you again next year so definitely i like i said i really appreciate your objectivity 
because a lot of times people might be kind of over their heads, but the fact that you're very objective, I definitely respect that. So appreciate it. Hopefully now with this motivation, now you can kind of listen back to this podcast and kind of see where you are next year and say, oh, started back from there last year. So yeah, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, thank you. Hopefully we have some bye weekends when you guys have home games next week, next year. No, seriously, man. Like I think um, because the last couple of years, it's been hard with volleyball. Like a lot of times we want to go to your games. You guys want to come to our games. We had a couple more near the end, Yeah, but hopefully next year, we can get a couple more times where we can kind of overlap and kind of yeah. watch a couple of games. I think I could only watch three of your games this season. I think you had one one split weekend and then one double host weekend that we had off. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, I remember you talking about Yeah, so it's just near the end, but yeah. like I said, I appreciate you. And with that said, that is a wrap on another edition of the Lakers Locker Room. I want to thank my special guest, Jacob Ringmore, for joining us. You can find the video version on YouTube and listen to the full interview on all podcasting platforms. Peace. <laughs>